welcome to episode 49 of Sacking's Therapy. Uh, in this episode, we're going to actually cover two games because uh, it was kind of tough to record right after the Warriors game. Uh, so we're going to actually cover the Bulls that, uh, game that just happened and also the Warriors game that happened two days ago. Uh, so let's get going with my host, uh, Fong Legacy. Yes. Hello. Uh, sorry if he sounds a little weird. He's been having some issues with his mic, but he, he yeah, should be fine. I mean, I, I I built a new PC, so you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Okay, cool guy. Uh, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, so, um, the Warriors game was ugly. Um, basically, they looked like the 2015 Warriors. Um, all of a sudden, now basically this is how the game started. Draymond hits a three, and then Kelly Oubre hit a three. And honestly, from there, we we should have known. It, it basically was not going to be a good night. Um, you know, Kings during that game were also getting outworked, and they were just giving up layups and dunks to everyone on the team. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single play, but basically, uh, Warriors, I think, had 40 assists, and they blew us out by, I think it was, what, 30 points? Or Although, it, it did hit 40, I think, at one point, so... You know, who cares anymore? But yeah, it was a very ugly game. What did you think, Paul? Yeah, I gotta say, the first half, man, those turnovers really seem like a lot, <laughs> I'd say. Uh, also, yeah, mentioning uh, Draymond and Kelly Oubre, they were pretty good. I mean, Draymond, of course, with the defense, and Kelly Oubre, like, gee, this is the most threes we've seen him shoot this season yet. And, uh, which McCall, we should also mention, uh, Marvin too, because, uh, yeah, he's been playing not so well this game. Wouldn't you think? So, you know, for those of that you who have maybe, or forgotten about it already, this was the game right after the Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley Jr.'s uh, tweet. That's Marvin's dad. Um, basically he tweeted, at the Kings to trade him. And I, I have my thoughts on, uh, you know, the last episode about what I thought of that. And, you know, like the Kings came out looking like it bothered them. And, you know, at, at the, at the post game presser, they said it didn't bother them or De'Aaron Fox specifically and Lou Walton, but with the way they played, it's looked like it bothered them because, you know, they were disconnected. They weren't, they just, it just felt like the, everyone was out for themselves. They just weren't feeling each other. And it was, it was ugly to watch. I haven't had a chance to actually ask you what you think of, uh, you know, uh, Marvin Bagley's dad's uh, tweet. I mean, to be honest, I, I really do want to keep Marvin Bagley, like, as a king, but, you know, it's I don't think we should be doing this now and again because this has happened before and yeah it's not pretty let's just say yeah my again I've had my thoughts but you know to summarize I think it doesn't help anyone like it the only thing the only person that it you know even remotely helps is Marvin Bagley Jr. meaning Marvin's dad I'm just gonna call him daddy daddy Bagley um (laughs) it only helps daddy and it's, you know, it's kind of just a way to, to, you know, to borrow a wrestling term, it's, he's getting, he's trying to, he's going to business for himself. He's trying to get himself over 
because this doesn't help Marvin at all. And it looked like it screwed the team. This one, the Twitter was brutal after this. I, I, I mean, I was browsing Twitter during this bad mistake and yeah, it, it just was not a good look. And, you know, a lot of things you can say about Marvin's game, you know, him, he really tried to force like his game on Draymond and it just did not work out. You know, at the, most of the Kings were pretty bad. De'Aaron Fox was okay. Um, for the most part, Holmes was okay. Buddy had a few moments, but was pretty bad overall. But Marvin was the one that probably looked the worst out of the starting five. And, you know, again, you, they can say that it didn't affect them. It didn't look that way this game. It definitely did something to them. And again, Marvin, you know, Daddy, Daddy Bagley, like, this is the kind of shit that we really don't need. Like, we, you know, Kings were, you know, rolling to start the season and then went on a slump. And then basically daddy just basically poured gasoline all on the fire with that tweet. And it, again, it helped no one it was just unnecessary and we don't need this kind of bullshit. And yeah, to kind of add f- even more fuel to the fire, because why not? Uh, De'Aaron Fox's dad got involved and tweeted. Yeah, we should, we should trade Bagley and then immediately deleted it. Um, that too. And again, it's they can say that it didn't bother them and you know don't send hate like marvin's way marvin had nothing to do with this he didn't he didn't you know he had at least you know to our knowledge hasn't requested a trade there's nothing real about this you know it's just people talking Mm -hmm. and it's just unfortunate because all the hate is getting directed at marvin at actual the actual marvin the actual player the one that's actually on the court and it again it looked like it affected their play and Yes, Twitter was brutal after this. Oh yeah, even Reddit in some ways is pretty brutal uh, with Marvin. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really help. But, yeah. Well, would you want to consider keeping him? I would keep him just because you know his trade value is you know at, at its lowest now, and you know mm. we we just watched the Bulls game it might be a little higher, but it can't be that high right now. And, you know, like, even if I was to want to trade him, we wouldn't get much back right now. And I'm I'm going to choose to believe in Marvin. I see a lot of potential, but there are issues he's going to need to fix. And we will get into it in the in the Bulls game, even though, you know, spoilers, we won today, which was cool. But mm-hmm. there are issues I think Marvin needs to address at some point. And I don't I believe in him, but I don't know if he can actually fix. Yeah, we'll have to see because. To be honest, I, I'll probably give him this season to see, uh, you know, how his game is. You know, he's been off the injury, and he, he really does. You could tell that he really does want to show uh, what he's capable of, and you can see that he has improved. And, uh, you know, with this little mishap, um, yeah, it only goes down from here if it keeps on happening. Yes, and again, either he needs to tell his dad to shut up because, again, didn't help anybody that he's, you know, opened his mouth. And, you know, I I hate to say it, but, like, sure, Marvin, you know, made it to the NBA, which is a huge accomplishment. But, like, he he calls himself a coach, Daddy Bagley. Like, he calls himself a coach, but you look at the way Marvin plays, he really doesn't know how to play NBA basketball yet. And the way he plays is very reminiscent of, you know, 
garbage AAU basketball where basically he's bigger and stronger and more athletic than anyone else and just scores over people, you know, mm-hmm. overpowers people. And unfortunately, when you're going up against Draymond Green, does not work. And, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, like you, you really shouldn't be calling yourself Coach Bagley. The reason why you're a coach is probably because you have, you know, a, a, genera- a generational, a very incredible athlete you know, on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to go too far into that. And, you know, but like, uh, you know, back to l- l- let's talk about the Warriors a little bit. They did get back Draymond. And you can immediately kind of tell, you know, his effect on the team. Now, Draymond's known for defense. And of course, as, as I said, on defense, he basically shut down Marvin. And, but on offense, he was, you know, like one of the big issues that because I listen to, you know, uh, I keep up with the Warriors. Like the issue is like they don't have passers on the team without Draymond anymore. You know they used to have at least Andre Iguodala, um, Andrew Bogut, and those guys who are you know natural naturally good passers. And then you know Clay, KD, and those guys weren't slouches. But like you know now they have Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, uh, Eric Pascal, and those guys. Those guys don't know how to pass. And basically, the the theme with the beginning of the Warriors season is that Steph would get open, and they wouldn't be able to find him because they're horrible passers. Draymond is back. He knows what to do with that ball. He knows to get it straight to Steph for a dribble handoff, or he needs, or he you know finds Steph when he's coming off a screen and he just launches. And this was basically what this game was. Steph was fucking amazing, you know. And a lot of it has to do with Draymond, and you know. Uh, I, I, oh, I forgot to mention Tyrese did not play in this game, and you could tell because again the offense was completely disjointed and there was just no flow to the to the offense. And I, I this is kind of a weird comparison, but like one of the big swings that kind of caused the game to go the way it did was Warriors got back Draymond, and we didn't have Tyrese. They don't they're not remotely similar players in any way, but Tyrese moves the ball for the for the Kings in in a somewhat similar way to what Draymond does for the team. In that the ball just starts flowing. It just starts getting around places when he's on the court. And we really missed that. And, you know, the Warriors had that and they basically absolutely destroyed us. Yeah, we were really playing in a way where uh, like I would say like two seasons ago kind of the way where it's like just i would say more last season two seasons season. ago there was a little bit i think two seasons ago was a little better oh no i'm sorry yeah it was last season yeah where it's more like iso ball just try to chuck up shots and yeah like you said really disoriented uh in both ends of defense and offense i would say and yeah it, it... It, this is the type of game where I was like, oh, man, I wish I kind of fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was an ugly game to watch. We actually sat through the whole thing because you like pain. Um, yeah, it again, it was a very ugly <laughs> sequel to, you know, the Marvin Bagley, the Daddy Bagley tweets. And yeah, it, it was it was a rough day, but it it does get better. Don't worry, we just watched the Bulls game, and we're going to start. We're going to go over that right now. Um, but just before we go into it, um, you know, uh, I just want to quickly kind of talk about the uh, the bogey article that came out, saying that the the Kings basically didn't contact him before he was traded, quote-unquote. 
is what is what bogey is saying and mm-hmm. he, he had a very good quote that basically says he felt betrayed it's actually pretty funny <laughs> um but i don't i i don't know what to think like doesn't seem to make sense that like they weren't in contact with him at all but i would get why he'd be a little bit annoyed but just the way I remember the sequence of events, it just doesn't seem to match up that he had no clue he was getting tr- he was agreeing to a sign and trade. Mm-hmm. I see. What do you think? I don't know. From what I've read, I haven't looked into it too much, by the way. But from what I've read and seen, um, it felt like yeah, Bogey had absolutely no idea at the time, and that you know. They were just trying to uh, go with it and uh, try to do this type of deal. But other than that, yeah, it just fell through due to, like, uh, Woj, I believe. Yeah, Woj just figuring it out and tweeting it out. Well, no, that's not how it works. It, it, he he actually gets – I think he gets clearance to tweet those things. It's I think basically someone either leaked it to him early and told him to announce it. or oh. I think someone – I think – I think what happens is that some someone kind of like leaked it to him early. He tweeted it, and you know we don't know who that person is, and that's I think that's why the deal fell apart because I think you have to actually get clearance from the player to to assign and trade. So, but you know it was early in the uh, in the trade, I guess the trading pe- the trade period and the free agency period. So maybe that's why he didn't know, but. It doesn't seem to line up to me that he had no idea what was happening. I see. Maybe it is true that the team didn't actually contact him, like him directly. There was some sort of miscommunication somewhere, but I don't, I can't, well, there's not enough information for me to determine whose fault it was, really. Yeah, I mean, the damage has been done, so, you know. Ogie's playing well in Atlanta, so, you know, worked yeah. out for him. Or didn't Atlanta had a 4-0 lead or 4-0 record at the time? They are. I think they just lost three in a row. Yeah, that's why I thought. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. Again, it's yeah. been a weird season, and you know, small sample size. You know, have all. You know, be damned, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, we the Kings were first seed for probably only an hour. <laughs> yeah, but so you know, Lord knows. I mean, they have a very very nasty offense with. Trey Young leading it, and yeah, they—I mean—they've been playing well, and Bogey's been playing well. So you know, again, it worked out for him. I'm glad, I'm glad that it—you know—it did, and yeah, hope, hope for the best for him. Oh yeah. Okay, well, let's let's actually move on to the Bulls game now. So we got notification that uh, Tyrese will play in this game, and you know, Kings King, the Kings fan base rejoiced, and pr- probably all the players rejoiced as well. Uh, unfortunate news. Uh, Markel Fultz tore his ACL in their game today and will be out for the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, it just, just sucks. I know. I mean, he seemed like he was really up and coming after all this, like, injuries and stuff, too. So, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch it for the best of him, too, because, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, ACL's tough. Yeah, hopefully he comes back, you know, healthy because yeah, it, again, it just sucks that it just and like it just happened. Like no one, no, no contact, no nothing. He just landed weird. And hopefully oh, yeah. there's just more research into, I guess, uh, 
oh, I totally forgot the word uh, for it, but like movement sciences. I just hope there's more research into that and hopefully it can get applied better to, or like, you know, players learn about it more and hopefully this happens less because I hate seeing injuries like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll probably won't see that for another few years if they, you know, if they start now, but, you know, yeah, that that'll be a great idea. <laughs> Um, again, wish the wish him a quick and speedy recovery, and hope he comes back like you know, picking up right where you left off. Okay, well let's move on to the Bulls uh, game. Uh, it just ended. Kings win 128 to 124. Uh, my main summary of this. Um, Oh, I forgot to talk about this during the Warriors game. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into it now with the Bulls game. So the King, the Kings, uh, for the most part, it was a very you know, take a drink, a back and forth game, and <laughs> you no, know, but like the Kings were constantly getting the advantage. They they actually I think went up ten twice. I think once in the second quarter and once in the third quarter. Now, as I've always said, the the main thing the Kings need to learn is how to go for the kill. Lock in, go for the kill. And again, multiple in two different occasions, they got a double-digit lead. And for some reason, just, you know, let the other let the team score three or let the Bulls score three. Let the Bulls get an easy bucket. And then the lead shrinks, shrinks until it basically becomes, you know, a two-point lead or it's tied. Kings need to fix this issue. It's they, you know, you have an early opportunity in this case, two opportunities to just, you know, go go for go for the finish early. But they just let the let the Bulls hang around, let them get easy shots. You know, they they will the way that they play defense, they would double the ball handler and somebody would be open. And the Bulls were finding those guys, and you know they were hitting they were hitting shots. And you know, like they would give up an open three, and Zach Levine, you know. Buddy Heal, God bless his heart, tried his best to guard him, but Levine was getting whatever he wanted, you know? And I, I was even suggesting this, like, you, you got to put GR3 or Harrison Barnes on him just to slow him down. And they ultimately did do that in the second half. But, you know, by the time they did it, the score was already tied. And, you know, it's those kinds of moments where I'm just saying, look, K Kings, you got you to gotta find a way to lock in, go for the kill. Yeah, they really do need to capitalize. I gotta say, I think also, what you call it, some other Bulls player contributed a lot too, especially Kobe White. I'd say. Um, yeah, he, he would he would be our king's killer for this game. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we played, I'd say, good defense, especially against White, but he kept on scoring over, <laughs> especially. Uh, I think he scored. Uh, over Marvin a couple times, and I think Rashawn too, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he, like, yeah, we we weren't getting stops, and we need to, yeah, like you said, we need to learn how to get these kind of stops so we could increase our own lead. Yes, and in the Warriors game, they showed you how to do that early. They, you know, the the Kings were really, and then they guess what? They started to lock in. You know, they start trapping. Face, you know, trapping, doubling, and the and the Kings got flustered, and basically the the let the lead just kept growing, all you know, starting from the first quarter. And this is kind of where the game need. This is where the Kings needed to kind of take advantage because again, the Bulls were reeling at two points, and 
uh, at two different occasions in the game. And the, yeah, the, again, they need to learn how to take advantage of these things. And, you know, uh, speaking of Marvin, like Marvin, you know, he played well on offense this game. I liked his uh, aggressiveness and, you know, Halliburton, he's back and you immediately felt it. <laughs> um, you know, they started running pick and rolls for, with him and Marvin. Guess what? Lobs, <laughs> passes for dunks. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, Halliburton is amazing. And, you know, it's great to see Marvin kind of having a bit of a bounce back game uh, here. And yeah, again, Halliburton helps so much when he's on the court. Oh, yeah, especially in that fourth quarter. I believe he got 15 just in alone in that quarter. Yes, That's and crazy. He, hit, he hit two, he had huge threes and, you know, he just got layups under control. Again, he never tries to do too much, but when he does do something, he's under control and, you know, never tries to do too much. It's just the perfect balance of it. And in yeah. this game, he was hitting step back threes as well. Yeah. You know, the cherry, the, the absolute ginormous cherry on top, you know, like, and he basically hit the kill shot in this game to end the game. After uh, after a buddy four-point play, he hits a sidestep three-pointer that I don't know how that went in. Yeah, there, <laughs> I didn't know he could do that, but man, oh, man. Like, his shot to me, like, we, we always talked about his shot. His shot doesn't look too great, but he just proved us wrong, I guess. <laughs> look, if it goes in, I have no complaints. But the only complaint, it is a bit slow for my liking. But like mm. you know, that can be that can be worked on. That's yeah. an experience thing. Yeah, especially and, that he doesn't jump as well. Yeah, but like uh, just on offense, not only on offense, but he was also like getting so many deflections and steals. Again, he just makes things happen. Is in the right position all the time to make plays. He's he's back, and you immediately felt it, as I said. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Definitely can't wait for more games with him. So I did see a tweet that says uh, Halliburton might be the best player on the on the game or on the Kings by the end of the year. What do you think of that? Ooh, over everyone. Ooh. Over, over Fox too. Yes. I mean, I love Fox, but I gotta say, if Halliburton keeps this up, because he has he is in like incline of a. Uh, in terms of offense and defense and like how much like he gives to this team, I I really think he will become the best king for this season. I mean, yeah, it's tricky for me, but like I I don't think so. I think like Fox adds another dimension if like he can find yeah. a way to kind of fit into this. But like, but you know, Halliburton has already figured out how to fit in perfectly and also yeah. play his and. You know, it's 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 amazing, and you know, unfortunately, I'm gonna close out on a bit of a sour note. One thing I just have to just bring up: Marvin's defense is fucking terrible. Like, I just I don't know what to do with it. It's slow feet, you know, bad lateral quickness, and the most annoying thing he does on defense, he will be in front of a guy, getting you know, basically in position to get a block, and for some reason, won't jump to go for it. It's the most annoying thing to watch, and it, it really got me frustrated watching him. You know, he did make a few plays this game, which was good. He needs to make more of those. And I just hate it when he's just standing in the paint, you know, not really guarding his man, but also, like, in front of the ball handler and somehow not blocking the ever-loving shit out of the ball. 
he needs to lunge for that shit, in my opinion. Yeah. Like we were talking about this during the game. Like he for him as a rebounder, he has that, you know, second jump type uh, you know, feet or legs. And when he plays defense, like you said, he he really doesn't jump at all or even lunge. Like if he can second jump or even jump like he does when he rebounds, he should be able to, you know, yeah, lunge and snatch or, you know, spike that ball away. Like we we seen him do, do it a lot of times within the paint, but anywhere outside that paint, he really doesn't do it at all. I don't know why. Again, he he right now is more of an AA a glorified AAU player than you know an actual contributing NBA player. No, he he can score in bunches sometimes. He can get hot, but right now he just doesn't have those in basketball instincts. I say, you know, but you know, with Tyrese Halliburton back, like you know, he he can kind of get him to his spots a lot better than the other players can, and so he'll be able to contribute on offense. But what I need from him is his contributions on defense, and you know, he's making he's making some strides, but like I need to see way more consistency. He is so far he is horrible on defense. But, you know, yeah, a good win, a good win for us. And, you know, t- tonight he was aggressive and he was a big reason why, why we won. Uh, on, although I would have loved to see, have loved to have seen him play more in the fourth quarter. He needs, you know, he needs to play out there, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, and, you know, his, his defensive issues aside, but like, you know, he needs to get that experience and just have the opportunity to figure it out, you know, how to defend. Again, he he's finished with 21 points, uh, 12 rebounds, and oh, no assists, two steals and two blocks. <laughs> and yeah, so you know he he there's a lot of potential there, but he need he definitely is going to need to play more, and he needs to figure out how to play defense. Yeah, I mean sooner or later he'll eventually get there. And I, I well, you know, tweets aside, I I believe in him, and I I still want him as a king. Yeah, I hope I hope he does stay. And yeah, like you know, I he's a he's a good kid. There's nothing to again to hate on him for. This is again, you know, his dad kind of stirring up a storm for no reason and basically trying to get himself over, basically. Yeah. So you know, I'll, I'll continue rooting for Marvin, but he definitely needs to fix these issues. Iris, on the other hand, wonderful. Uh, would you think this Marvin thing is a bigger deal than how Buddy reacted? I think so, just because, you know, you picked him over Luca. It is the unfortunate reality of this is going to follow him for the rest of his career. He, you know, it, it was bad enough last year when he basically didn't do anything and everyone just brought up Luca. It was just Luca, 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 Luca at 24 7, basically. And yeah. I just think this is unfortunate unfortunately him throwing up this kind of tantrum it's not even him like at least it was buddy throwing the tantrum last year this is not this is his dad stirring up the storm again mm-hmm. so yeah i it's even harder to swallow from him cuz again you're playing like shit for the most part although again he was he has been had you know he has had good moments this game but you know he's not he is not a player that should be demanding a trade yeah, you know, that ghost of Wadi is still haunting us, but <sighs> we'll, we'll have to see. So far, no tweets. 
I don't think, I hope, uh, in regards, yeah, knock on wood, uh, in regards to all of this, but, you know, let's, uh, yeah, hope for uh, him to stay with us till the end of the season, because this is, this is the time to, you know, for him to show himself, and, you know, show that he is here to stay. I just checked uh, Daddy Bagley's Twitter. Uh, nothing yet. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he's probably happy about this game. <laughs> just un- yeah, just understand that it's time to shut up. <laughs> time to shut up right now. <laughs> a- anyways, that will be basically be all that we have for these two games. It- it- sorry for the little rantiness about it, but you know, again, I I need to see the Kings be able to go for go for the kill. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not gonna. It's just you can't, you can't be a good team if you don't know how to lock in and just kill the other team when they're, when they're reeling. Oh yeah. Anything else you want to add? Uh, probably not. But let's see. When's the next game? Is it tomorrow? No, it is uh, two days from now. Uh, for a back-to-back against Toronto and Portland. Ooh yeah, that might be a little tough. We'll have to see about that one. Who you think will be the king's killer for those two games? You see, so Toronto, I see, honestly, I see Kyle Lowry killing us that game. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and for Portland, I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got to be Dame, right? <laughs> I, I feel like Carmelo. <laughs> eh, it has to be someone that you don't, I don't expect. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate if it was Carmelo. I just don't think it's going to be Carmelo. You know what's really going to hurt if he's going to be the King's killer? Oh, yeah. Harry's going to be the King's killer. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, yeah. We deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, those are going to be tough games. Um, That will be the real test of just is can Tyree? I mean, can Tyrese carry us there? But... You know, like, I, I imagine Fox will be back. Oh, by the way, Fox actually left uh, this game early with in the first quarter with, uh, le- I think it was left the left hamstring. Uh, the t- hamstring tightness, and he did not return to the game. Um, it's I don't think it's anything concerning. I think it's I think it's more of a precautionary thing more than anything. And I hope he should be fine. And, you know, it was good that we were able to win this game with, you know, Buddy playing like shit for the most part. And, you know, him not being in the game, you know, again, the, the Tyrese effect was in, in, on full display. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, shout out to Barnes and Bagley, you know, 20 points apiece from both of them. And you know, everyone showed up today and, yeah, it was a good win for us. Oh, yeah, definitely a lot better from the, the Warriors game. Definitely. Then again, Rashawn this is at 24. Oh, I didn't even know Rashawn at 24. Ooh, what's his that. efficiency? Efficiency 10 for 11. Oh, it's still, it's still high efficiency as ever. He's probably, I'm going to assume he's the highest in the league right now. Let me check stats. Because he was the high, one of the highest in the league uh, when he came here, I believe. So they're not even really showing it by percentage. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes, number one, 69.2. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, 69. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah, again, everyone showed up for the Kings tonight, and it was a good win. 
So that will be all I have. Uh, any you know final comments that you want to make before we you know cut it off and you know, wait for the next game? Yeah, I'm gonna be excited to see how Marvin does against a uh, Pascal. Yeah, and let's see. Pascal's been shit. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> hot fucking garbage. Oh really? So, so uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> if he was to have a bounce back game, it would be against the Kings. So uh-oh. you know, um. But yeah, like I I don't know what to say. Like you know, just just hope that Marvin can you know keep this up because he again he played well tonight and hopefully he just focuses on basketball. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope. No no more tweets. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for you know these two games. Again, hopefully we just carry this momentum. We are the Kings are now four and four. And, you know, we have a very tough test. Uh, we have a long homestand, by the way, too. And this back-to-back, this upcoming back-to-back, will be a true test of the Kings' toughness, and if it's a real thing. So, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, hopefully on the next episode and maybe in between before those two games. We might have a little surprise for you. Maybe. Maybe we will. All right. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later.